0: D H K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. Disgraced former Chief Secretary Raphael Hoy walks free from prison. An RTHK journalist is barred from entering Macau. And Taiwan calls for more military support to counter Beijing. Former Chief Secretary Rafael Hoy has left Stanley Prison after being released two years early for good behaviour. The 71-year-old was sentenced to seven and a half years after being found guilty of five bribery charges and misconduct in public office in 2014. Here's Janice Wong.
1: Dressed in black, Rafael Ho looked noticeably thinner and older as he stepped out of the maximum security prison accompanied by several men. But overall, he appeared to be in good health after spending five years behind bars. Hong Kong's Foreman number two ignored questions from the large crowd of reporters waiting to greet him at Stanley Prison, but smiled occasionally before calmly getting into the back of a black seven-seater that immediately sped off. Mr. Ho was sentenced to seven and a half years in prison in 2014 after he was found guilty of receiving about $20 million in bribes between 2005 and 2009.
0: An RTHK reporter has been denied entry to Macau to cover President Xi Jinping's visit later today. Another journalist was allowed to enter after lengthy questioning. Candice Wong reports.
1: The reporter and a video team journalist from RTHK's Chinese language news section arrived in Macau by ferry this morning. They were both detained by immigration officials and questioned in the same room. The reporter was searched and had his press cards taken and was asked to write down his personal particulars as well as family details. He was then notified he cannot enter Macau and was sent back to Hong Kong on a ferry. The video team journalist was allowed to enter after being questioned over messages and posts on his social media accounts for more than two and a half hours. Reporters from Now TV and South China Morning Post were also turned away from entering Macau earlier this week.
0: President Xi is in Macau for its 20th handover anniversary and is expected to announce a raft of financial reforms. Health authorities say they've started preparations for the winter flu surge well in advance and have devoted more resources in order to provide more beds and bring in additional staff. During the last winter flu season, doctors and nurses protested to authorities about being overworked and overcrowded wards. The health secretary, Sophia Chan, said they've worked to increase vaccination coverage, build up hospital capacity and help retain staff. She also said the government is trying to work more closely with the private sector
2: so therefore uh, the whole society would come together to deal with this uh, flu uh, flu surge uh, situation not only in the winter but also i think we well, hope this collaboration uh, will continue so that we uh, every year whenever the flu uh, season hit us that uh, we can uh, be uh, well prepared
0: Taiwan's Foreign Minister Joseph Wu says the island needs more support from democratic allies to stand up to increased diplomatic and economic pressure from the Chinese Communist Party. In a BBC interview, Mr Wu said the world was waking up to the rising threat from Beijing. He said recent events here in Hong Kong proved that Beijing's governance model had been a complete failure. After the violence and protest activities in Hong Kong in the last three months,
1: the public opinion surveys suggested that uh, Close to 90% of the Taiwanese people reject one country, two system model. So
0: it's very clear the people in Taiwan see what's happened in Hong Kong and we don't want to accept one country, two system model. Taiwan is holding a presidential election next month. In a highly unusual verdict that's being seen as a victory for the Me Too movement, in Japan, a civil court in Tokyo has awarded damages to a complainant in a rape case. Shiori Ito, a journalist, says she was raped by a prominent former TV presenter, Noriyuki Yamaguchi, in 2015. Here's the BBC's Mariko Oi.
1: Mr. Yamaguchi has always uh, denied wrongdoing. He says that the sex was consensual, uh, that she, he had to take her back to his hotel room because she was too drunk. I have to say, though, that the fact that she was rewarded this damages in payment, uh, the amount isn't a lot, but it is highly unusual for a rape victim to speak publicly. And Ms. Ito really uh, became, I guess, the face of the Me Too movement in Japan. as uh, She was exposed to a lot of abuse, especially online it's not a criminal case so it's not like uh, he's been arrested or anything like that but nevertheless it is a victory for misito
0: japan's foreign ministry has demanded the early release of five fishermen detained by russian authorities yesterday officials said the men and their boats were seized by russian border guards and taken to an island the island of kunashiri which is under russian control russian authorities say there was a discrepancy between the amount of octopuses on the men's boats and the amount that they had logged into their books President Trump has described impeachment proceedings against him as an attempted coup by the opposition, accusing them of declaring war on America's democracy. In an angry six-page letter to the Democratic Party's Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, Mr Trump compared his treatment to that of the victims of the 17th century Salem Witch Trials. On the specific charges of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, Mr Trump said the first was a baseless invention, the second preposterous and dangerous. He dismissed the proceedings as a total sham. The whole impeachment thing is a hoax. Uh, we look forward to getting on to the Senate. Uh, we're not entitled to lawyers, we're not entitled to witnesses, we're not entitled to anything in the House. It's a total sham. It's a witch hunt and... It's just a continuation. It's been going on now for almost three years. The top Democrat in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, wants four senior White House officials to testify and provide documents. Mr Schumer said he was still no clearer why his request had been opposed. Why is the leader, why is the President so afraid of having these witnesses come testify? What are they afraid the witnesses would say? They might have something. they're president trump appointees they might have something exculpatory to say about president trump or they might not but they certainly were the four key people who saw exactly what was going on meanwhile the house of representatives has passed a 1.4 us trillion dollar spending package that will avert a partial government shutdown it now heads to the senate for approval before current government funding runs out on saturday Among measures included in the package are the permanent repeal of some of the taxes included in the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. The Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, commended the bipartisan work that went into the budget.
3: I think we're ending on a a pretty good note here, uh, in spite of all the challenges that are swirling around both uh, the House and the Senate these days.
0: Earlier, the Senate overwhelmingly approved a $738 billion defence budget. Rick Gates, who served as Deputy Chairman of President Trump's 2016 election campaign, has been sentenced to 45 days in prison and three years of probation for fraud, conspiracy against the US and lying to investigators. Mr Gates is one of six associates of Mr Trump who were charged in the special counsel's probe into Russian interference in the election. Doctors in Britain are the first in the world to trial a new way of delivering chemotherapy which could make it more effective and lead to fewer side effects for cancer patients. The Royal Marsden Hospital in London is testing acoustic cluster therapy which uses ultrasound waves to target tumours without attacking nearby healthy cells. Karen Childs is the first person in the world to receive the treatment. You feel quite vulnerable but it's also very exciting and am I a guinea pig? It's quite quite nerve-wracking. With chemotherapy, you hope that there's an easier way or a more gentle way of treating people. Hopefully, you know, this will happen. One day there'll be a chemo where you don't have these side effects. A Canadian laboratory says hackers may have accessed the personal records of up to 15 million people. That's almost half the country's population. Life Labs, Canada's largest provider of health tests, said customers' names, addresses, emails and other personal information may have been compromised. Privacy commissioners in Ontario and British Columbia said the hackers had demanded a ransom to retrieve the data, but they said the risk to the customers was low. Journey is to recruit hundreds of specialist police and security officers to counter the growing threat from right-wing extremism. Here's the BBC's Jenny Hill in Berlin.
1: Germany's security services today acknowledge that far-right extremism poses a significant and growing threat. The country's interior minister, Horst Seehofer, said that officers were aware of 12,000 potentially violent right-wing extremists. Detectives believe that 48 of them pose a particularly serious threat, but admit they haven't fully infiltrated the scene. The authorities are under pressure, following a number of high-profile killings, including that of the regional politician Walter Lubka, and an attack outside a synagogue in Halle, which left two people dead.
0: Pope Francis has announced further measures to tackle the sexual abuse of children by priests and church officials, ending the rule of pontifical secrecy in such cases. This obliged anyone bringing accusations of abuse to keep quiet about the details. Many had argued secrecy prevented cooperation with civilian authorities. But Colm O'Gorman, a survivor of clerical abuse and a campaigner for victims, says the new measures don't go far enough. What's required is the Catholic Church would acknowledge the simple proven fact of its cover-up of these crimes at a global level and that it would make itself properly accountable. And that means putting in place a policy that's underpinned by law that puts the well-being and rights of children and vulnerable adults at the centre of any church response. Scientists in Denmark have sequenced the entire genetic code of a Stone Age woman or girl who lived more than 5,000 years ago from a substance likened to ancient chewing gum. They say it's the first time an entire genome has been extracted from something other than human bones. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. It's a small black lump of old tar made from heating birch bark. Inside, though, are locked wonders, preserved by its aseptic, water-repelling qualities. A DNA snapshot, not just of a Stone Age female, but also what she'd probably eaten and the types of microbes and pathogens in her mouth. The scientists say she'd most likely had dark skin, dark brown hair and blue eyes, genetically linked to hunter-gatherers of mainland Europe. As for her type of paleo diet, they believe she'd recently snacked on hazelnuts and mallard duck. Currencies now, and the US dollar is trading at 109.43 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 11 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 20 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 27,822. 20 points down on the previous close. Turnover was 51 billion dollars. Now to sports, and here's Adam Jern. The Brazilian side
1: Flamengo are through to the final of football's Club World Cup in Qatar. The South American champions came from a goal down to beat the Saudi Arabian side Al-Hilal by three goals to one. The BBC's Tim Vickery is in Flamengo's home city of Rio de Janeiro. He says South American teams have always taken this competition seriously, unlike their European counterparts
3: is seen through with completely different perspectives on both sides of the Atlantic, really because of the imbalance today between European club football and the rest. And the way that the South Americans have won, Sao Paulo won in 2005, International 2006, Corinthians beat Chelsea in 2012, is uh, by hanging on for grim life and getting one goal and then then, uh, then defending as if their lives uh, depended on it. This Flamengo side, it's not the way that they play. They're they're a fluid side, an attacking side. So if we do get a Flamengo-Liverpool final, there's the prospect of a really good spectacle for the neutral of two teams both going to, to, to have a go at each other. It could be the best game in the history of this format of the Club World Cup.
1: Liverpool will have to get past the CONCACAF champions Monterey of Mexico in tonight's second semi-final. Liverpool will field a strong side for the event after deciding to use mainly under-23 players for domestic cup fixture last night. The Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp is in Doha with the senior side. As for Liverpool's other team, they suffered a heavy defeat in the English League Cup quarter-final, losing 5-0 away to Aston Villa. Liverpool were led by U23 coach Neil Critchley, and they fielded the youngest team in their history, average age 19 years and 6 months. Now, Hong Kong's football team are getting ready to take on China on the final day of the East Asian Championship taking place in South Korea. Both sides come in with two defeats and are looking to wrap up the tournament on a winning note. Their match for third place kicks off this afternoon in Busan. Our football commentator Chris Kao Lau says the development of the Chinese Super League has yet to translate into success for China's national side.
0: Ultimately, the whole point of the Chinese Super League when it was launched was to improve the China team with World Cup qualification as a basic goal. China have only qualified once in 2002 for the World Cup and they did not fare too well. In contrast, Japan have qualified six times since 1998. Meanwhile, South Korea have qualified ten times. The World Cup finals. Both the respective J League and the K League have boosted professionalism in both those nations, and it has paid off. China can beat teams like Guam and Maldives easily, but when push comes to shove, they lose key qualification games.
1: Hong Kong versus China will be followed by tonight's title match between South Korea and Japan. South Korea looking to win the tournament for the third time in a row.
0: And as you look at sports. Now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Disgraced former Chief Secretary Raphael Hoy walks free from prison. An RTHK journalist is barred from entering Macau. And Taiwan calls for more military support to counter Beijing. The news from RTHK.
3: Would you really blame me? And you will feel you're blown apart All the pieces there will fit to make you whole And I know where they go
2: Welcome to the One Two Three Show. I'm Sadia Usmani. We kicked off the show with Meryl Bainbridge and Mouth from 1996. My thanks to Phil for the morning brew. And today on the show, our regular Wednesday feature, Communication Matters. Today, Cecilia Louis from Ilia Connect joins me to talk about the subject of feedback, mm. both receiving it and giving it, and its importance. And then at 2.30, Kusan McCalligan is here, and she is indeed, and her audio column today, she's talking to-do lists, which I think is a very good idea, actually because I honestly do use a lot of lists all the time. I am almost like organizing my whole life and around my house you'll see little pieces of paper lying there with kind of lists of things to do. I even make lists of, um, you know, food that I'm gonna cook during the week, my recipes, all sorts of things. It's a bit mad. I thought I was a bit crazy, but hopefully once Cruzan is in this afternoon, I will know whether it's normal to do that.